going on? It's Shade Palace. I'm Sid. And I'm Anthony. I think that it's Amsterdam Anthony now, correct? Oh, so subtle. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, since we last talked, you've been to Canada. Oh, Uh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. London, France. You've changed your underpants. And you've also been to Amsterdam. So, yeah, Yeah, you've, like, literally been everywhere. Um, And I've never left Maricopa County. (laughs) So. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, I'm a regular Carmen San Diego now. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam is, I'm never going back, but I don't need to. It's like, I've done it. I've, I've done enough. It's a really seedy place. Seedy? Really? Is yeah. It, it's like, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's like, everything's above board. Like prostitution's like completely legal and drugs are pretty legal, but, yeah. um, you just can't help that, like, everything feels really gross. Like... Is, is it the Myrtle Beach of the Netherlands? Is that what you're telling me? It's like the Atlantic City of the Netherlands. Okay, um, yep. That's I think that might be a better... There's elements of Myrtle Beach in there, but, like, there's just, like, strippers in windows. Not even strippers, there's hookers in windows. And you just knock on the door and then go in and... Do what you do. That's exciting. So how was it um, having a three-way with a, a, a hooker with your girlfriend? Was that fun? It was, uh, <laughs> y- yeah. It, uh, I, so we went to, I, like, I was actually, like, interested. Like, she's she's bi and everything. So, like, she doesn't really mind that type of stuff so much. Um, yeah. I would never breach that with a girlfriend. That just sounds way too messy. That's a lot. It is a lot. Wait. Wait till you're in your 40s, maybe even 50s. You know what I mean? Because that's when couples, like, get real creepy and weird. So that would be a good time. There were a few of those. So, like, they, Uh because there's just, like, hookers in the window, um, they hate when you take photos of them because you're essentially, like, stealing their business and everything. And I think there's a whole whole issue with, like, a lot of the girls that do it are, um, like, their f- parents and family and stuff like that don't necessarily know that they're doing it. So if you put it online, it can, yeah. like, really fuck up their life. Um, but uh, there's a whole bunch of, like, horny old dudes walking around. And there was a dude walking around with a full-flash, like, old-school Nikon camera and, like, going up no. and, like, taking photos. And he was getting screamed at. Like, they have, like, essentially, like, I don't know, probably pimps is probably what they're... Yeah. they're they probably have a name that's more socially acceptable because it's legal but yeah they have full-blown pimps that'll like throw your phone in the river and stuff like that um i mean it makes sense they're there to make money they're not trying to give away freebies uh they're not like the girl at wetzel's pretzel giving away those free sample nugs in the food court uh they're they're working they're trying to get paid and honestly they're showing off quite a bit like they're already you've already got your free sample like you don't really need to take it home with you um yeah that's totally fair we went to, so there's all these like sex shows and I was like, oh, what could it, I mean, it just like a peep show or some burlesque or something like that. Uh, we pay, I give, I give 60 euro to the smelliest, largest man I've ever met. Um, and 60 euro each for me and my girlfriend, we walk in and there's an auditorium 
this auditorium is probably like 15 rows and on stage is a woman being violently face fucked. No. Yep. Oh, that's not Cirque du Soleil. Um. <laughs> In a lot of ways it was. In a lot. It was, <laughs> it was, a, I, I think I've never had my jaw dropped for that long in my entire yeah. like like full blown open and my girlfriend thought i was like just amazed or i must have just been like hard as a rock watching this just yeah. like so intrigued and i've never been i think more scared in my life really what were there other acts like did it have was it like a play where there's other yeah, yeah oh, i was sort of like, like a talent show like there was okay. there was like you you had like your 5 minutes or 10 minutes to like i think it was probably like 10 minutes to to show the world what you wanted to show the world um, yeah yeah i mean i saw i saw butthole uh there was a stripper who uh called five volunteers and was like oh don't worry about it just like participate um she got up on stage did her little thing kind of got some audience participation from the five people um and then uh turned faced her back towards us split open her legs into like a split on the stage like full vag facing the five audience members put a banana uh-huh. in her pussy Whoa. peeled it because she's Whoa. a because she's a lady and then uh, made yeah. them all take a bite no Jesus. That's all. I mean, you know, I know these things happen. I've heard about ping pong shows, um, but it's just wild. I feel like you're, you're right. I wouldn't, I don't know that I would be horny as much as I'd be like, huh. Um, and maybe like a little horny, but like also at a certain point it's, it's more shock than awe, but good for her. I'm number than I've ever been. I, I feel like I came back like, like I have like war flashbacks now. <laughs> yeah yeah that is a lot um well you know uh speaking i think the reason you know this ties into jersey shore is because they're in atlantic city which is almost the same thing right it, basically yeah atlantic city is like yeah. amsterdam light yeah um and instead of uh banana shows they um <clears throat> Uh, I was trying to be clever there, and I ran out of. Eh, it's all right. So. Yeah, I feel like my my story lost steam too. I haven't been on mic in a while. This has been it's been. I like know a it month. feels it feels very weird, doesn't it? <clears throat> uh, as everyone can hear, I have my horrible voice back, so that's good. Um, I I went to Florida while while Anthony was going all over the globe. I went to Florida, which is kind of like a mecca for the white trash. Um, and uh, I didn't have any allergy problems for the eight days that I was there. And then I've been home for two days and I'm already um, <clears throat> I'm already back to having my horrible allergy Arizona voice. So that's good. Um, and I'm going to blame allergies when I move to Florida, not the fact that I am just uh, <clears throat> genetically white trash. So you were so. in Disney World? Yeah, we stayed at Disney World. And did like eight days of um, the parks. Well, one day we went to Gatorland, which was actually the coolest thing ever. Um, that's how I know I'm white trash. Is that like Gatorland? I was like, oh, this is this place fucking rocks. Um, 
But, like, where else can you, like, drink White Claw and pay $10 to uh, straddle an alligator? Um, I saw you went to, uh, I saw you went to Gatorland, and I mm-hmm. have only ever heard of it. Um, were there people running it with fewer than 10 fingers? Um, no. So, here's the wild thing. I've always wanted to go to Gatorland. Uh, my friend that I went with didn't know much about it. I uh, was like, sure, whatever. And we both left like that was so much fun because it's like kind of well, we're watching um, the gang. I think they're back at the Jersey Shore after fighting in Atlantic City, but they're like walking along a boardwalk. So Gatorland is basically like boardwalks set up between different swamps and different ages of gators. So they have like a baby area an intermediate and like older because they get bigger as they grow. Um, but they also have like some large cats there and, um, exotic birds and they have like a little train that goes to different areas. Um, they have like uh, giant tortoises, all the, you know, all the stuff. Um, and the staff is re- like the dudes who worked there were really hot. So my friend that I was with is, is of the homosexual persuasion and, like, the whole time, I was like, okay, well, it's $10 to straddle the gator. How much to straddle the gator wrestler? Like, goddamn. Um, I wasn't expecting to find a lust at Gatorland, but I definitely did. Um, also, I was, I don't drink, um, but I did have a couple White Claws that day while I toured the gator swamps. Uh, so maybe that, like, fed to my my love affair with the gator wranglers. Um, yeah. So that's, that was fun. And then we did a lot of Animal Kingdom stuff. So, um, like, we did a backstage tour with an elephant expert, and I got to hold elephant poop. Um, and I've never looked happier in a photograph, uh, which, you know, most women have their wedding day. Um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know other times that women are happy, but that is about how happy I was holding a giant. <laughs> yeah, what else makes a woman poop. happy? Yeah, I literally, if I knew, I'd be happier, um, but I don't. Uh, so yeah, um, it was it was very fun, um, you know, getting to see wild animals and also breathe through my nose was was a real thrill. Uh, and it's so funny because Arizonans look down on Floridian Floridians, um, even though at, at best it's a lateral move. Like yeah, I was like Arizona that, is just the Southwest Florida. Actually, no, that's New Mexico. Yeah. I think New Mexico is more of the Southwest Florida. Yeah, New Mexico is a little more just, like, sad. You know what I mean? Like, because it's, like, real, me- like, the dark side of it. It's just kind of, like, meth. That's Phoenix has Florida's all... not really a sad place. Like, it's trashy. No. But it's a very happy, happy place. Happiest it's place It's a happy world. place with a booming economy. Um, but, yeah, like, both Florida and Arizona make the, he- like, make national news for the wrong things. We're never in the news for something good. We're always in the news for something bad. We're full of, like, rednecks. Um, A lot of businesses like to set up in us because of favorable tax Conservatives. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's but it's like almost like Phoenix. uh, I compared it to how, like, when Irish first came to America and, like, the English were, like, looking down on them. And then Irish kind of created the idea of whiteness in order to, they're like basically they put down black people in order to build themselves up and align themselves with, like the the dominant class, which was you know these white English people, 
And I was like, Arizona is very similar. Arizona is the Irish of states because they're like, well, yeah, but like we're not as bad as Florida. Yeah. Um, and it's like you, but you, you are, um, but yeah, it's like the only way we can build ourselves up is by putting down, um, someone else, which is, turns out to be Florida. But I'm like, I, the whole time I was there, I was like, yeah, I definitely, I could breathe better. Um, so, you know, I don't know. What do I know about Florida? Nothing. I stay at resorts, but I, I don't, it, it's as, at, it's equal to where the shithole I live at, if not better. So, mm. yeah, have you that, been to that, Disney World before, or like Orlando, or that area before? Um, well, I went in August, but before that, it had been thirty, almost thirty years, because my grandparents lived out there. So, like, we would go there. Um, well, my step grandparents, we would go there growing up. But like, I was like ten the last time I was there, so it'd been a while. But both of the times, August and this trip, I didn't, like, have a car. I didn't, you know, I didn't really leave resorts. Like, I took buses and monorails, like, resort hopping at Disney World, which, um, so, and which, you know, they talk about that Disney bubble. So what do I know of the rest of the state? Not much. Um, but it's I know that you can see. breathe. Yeah. I know that you can breathe their air and they have beaches, um... And in Arizona, you literally cannot breathe, and we have swimming pools. That's the difference. Uh, I'm surprised you have allergies in Arizona. There's like no, there's nothing, there's no trees, dude. Like there's nothing, right? Just just well, sand. There, we in Maricopa County, which is where Phoenix is located, it's a it's a valley. Um, we call it out here the valley, um, much like. The San Fernando Valley uh, is just the valley. But anyways, um, it's a dust bowl because it's a valley. It's a dust bowl and our air quality is pretty bad. Um, but we had a really bit like um, heavy rains this past monsoon season. And um, it's caused like, I guess, record numbers of blossoms for this spring. And so basically everyone's been sick for months. Um, and like my ear and my throat and my lungs have hurt for over two months now, except when I was in Florida and I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. Cause I think it's, it's the dust in the air. We have a thing out here too called Valley fever, which is a fungus that's in the dirt that people get in their lungs. And it, um, sometimes they have to have parts of their lungs removed. Um, Sick. it ate my friends. Yeah. It ate my friend's spine, which is crazy. Um, because it got into his bloodstream and then his bones and like he went to the chiropractor because his back hurt um, and the chiropractor adjusted him and his uh, lumbar vertebra, like three of them just crumpled and uh, he ended up at the emergency room and they're like, yeah, like the this fungus ate your spine, like ate your vertebra. Um, and so that's good. And yet we think we're better than Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that disease that disease is awfully florida that's the most florida uh you know illness or thing that you could ever pick up but you'd probably get it from well, like swimming in a swamp yeah well this is the thing in florida you're gonna get eaten by a gator but you can defend yourself against a gator you just get a gun in arizona you're gonna get eaten by a fungus from the inside out which you cannot actually fight with a firearm no matter how many you own because people out here 
love their guns. I always joke that like Phoenix is the one city where even Democrats are obsessed with guns. Like everybody loves a good gun out here. Um, and when people find out I don't own one, they're like, really? But you live alone. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to go. Like, it's just not for me. They, it's, they're incredulous at the concept of existing as a human being and not owning a firearm. So that's well, if you're surrounded by that many people with a gun, you're probably all right. That's kind of what I think. I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. Um, so I just assume that, yeah, if everyone else around me has one, that I'll probably be okay. Um, and, yeah, as, as someone who's prone to uh, depression, I don't find that I need to own things uh, that make suicide easy. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Same, same here. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one reason and one reason alone. I don't have a gun and it's because it's like, eh, it's best. We don't give that to the mentally ill. I'll stand by that for yeah. everybody else. Why? Well, I, I gotta, you know, respect that rule for myself yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, which is so funny because like, I'm like, I'd probably be like one of the safest gun owners out there. Um, meanwhile, the people who are like, so like oh you gotta have one they like walk around thinking everyone is a threat to them and i'm like those are the people who end up shooting someone for ringing their doorbell is Mm -hmm. when you like have this attitude in life that like um everyone's out to get you uh those are usually the well it's the what was his name george zimmerman who shot trayvon martin like Mm -hmm. those are the george zimmermans of the world who think the guys like chase people down in neighborhoods like yeah yeah, I saw something where it was like someone was like, uh, these, a neighbor kid rang my doorbell unannounced. People need to watch their kids. I could have shot them. And I'm like, do you shoot people for ringing your doorbell? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just um, get rid of your doorbell. If, that, if it's that much of a trigger, just get rid of your doorbell. Who even rings the doorbell anymore doorbell. anyway? I can't remember the last time I rung a doorbell. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I ring my mom's doorbell and she doesn't answer it. And then I have to call her and then she doesn't answer. And then I look in her bedroom window and she's sleeping, but she looks dead. And I tell her, Hey mom, at your age, you need to look a little less dead when you're sleeping. Cause I came over and I thought you were dead. Um, this is a true thing that's happened. And she's like, Oh no, well, you know, I just can't hear anything. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Um, so, so that's why you sleep with your arms crossed over your chest. Like, for real, that is. It's like, I was, like, flat on her back, mouth gaped open, like, arms, like, over her. And I was like, uh, yeah, that looked like, like, I I thought I was like, oh, shit, now I gotta call, uh, I guess not emergency. She's already dead. Um, I was, dri- I was driving yesterday afternoon, and I do a triple take at the car next to me, like, on my left. There was someone in the passenger seat, like mouth wide open like i'm gonna say it and then i'm gonna say what i thought i f- saw and then i'm gonna say what i actually saw so i saw someone in the passenger seat that kind of had like the stephen hawking thing going on um just in the face mm-hmm. so i couldn't see the body yeah. or anything but i just saw mouth uh agape looking like uh in in what like a creative in ground swimming pool um it was one of those <laughs> weird shapes and yeah. uh i had to speed up so i could see in my rear view and then I saw uh, one of the uh, those blue uh, things hanging from their um, their rear view. Oh, uh, one of those. What are they called? Oh yeah, handicap uh, signs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I instantly felt horrible. 
Um, but it did look like a Stephen Hawking sort of uh, stand-in. Situation. Situation, yeah. yeah. That was tough. Oh, my God. I Listen, we've all made the mistake of thinking someone was really rocking out to music in the passenger seat of, our car, of their car and rolled down our window to see what they're listening to. And then it turns out it's just someone with, like a young adult with Down syndrome having a temper tantrum at their mother. We've all, we've all done that. Um, and so, you know, there's no shame, no blame. He seemed like a nice guy. Talk? I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was nice. <laughs> Should we talk about Jersey Shore? Um, oh yeah, because this uh, is kind of a good episode. They recapped the fight in Atlantis City. They're back in the boardwalk, but like Polly has a stalker, and this is the one where he's like, "Yeah, what did he say? You're stalking my whole life." Yep. She shows up everywhere like there was one time they were just sort of sitting there i think they were getting tattoos at some sort of outdoor tattoo parlor um and God, only in atlantic or in she, jersey at the jersey and Shore. she just like they just look up and she's there it's almost like they like Ooh. planted her there and then said like action and they're like whoa yeah. what are you doing here um it was uh one of the funnier scenes i think in the whole season um, yeah, and the thing is, I think he does end up going out with her again after this. Like, she's a stalker and obsessive and weird, and then he's like, okay. But I think he actually does kind of like her. Because um, she's, like, talking about marriage and taking him to Israel and converting him, like, on the first date. And he's like, oh, no. But I think he hooks up with her later. I think I can't tell the shirt he's wearing. So she gave him a shirt. No, no, it's never mind. He's wearing a different oh, dad's ev- old shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's hard to tell him apart. How? Okay. Here's a good question. First, let me say that um, Ron and Sam and Vinny were like eating sandwiches, watching the phone call, which was amazing. But okay, how when you have all these affliction shirts and um, Bone Seventeen or whatever shirts like how do you decide which one you're gonna wear that night when like well, every shirt is like a trashy weird one i think you have to match it with your uh snapback hat brim and your mm-hmm. etnies shoelaces and as long as you can get all three of those the exact same color of mustard yellow you're probably good uh, you're probably that's really that's a good point um Cause yeah, it's so, it's so funny. Like, how do you, you go, okay, should I wear the one that has the outline of the state of New Jersey in the Italian flag colors with the white old English writing and the rhinestones, or should I wear the one that has the Cadillac logo with the Italian flag colors and the white old English script with the rhinestones? Like it, it is, it's, um, must be tough. Must be well, tough. Well, what makes it even tougher is that all of these shirts are always clean. Because remember, they do laundry every single day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. yeah. That's intense. And yeah, do you put the... Oh, is this the one where Vinny... They put cheese in Vinny's bed? Uh, they put uh, this... this They call it a stink bomb underneath his bed. Oh, yeah. It was like mayonnaise and cheese and pickle juice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Sam just told him because he couldn't figure out what it was. Now, if you'll look at Ronnie's outfit real quick, you'll notice a wife beater underneath a wife beater. Um, uh-huh. Just to let you know that he really loves beating his wife. Yeah. And, and it turns out um, in the past several years, we have learned that about him. It is a white wife beater underneath of a black wife beater to let you know he couldn't decide. So he went with both. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad it wasn't layering. like a political statement. I thought it might have been more no. of a uh, a stance and on on how he feels about race relations in America. Yeah, well, he just recently heard uh, Michael Jackson's hit song uh, "Black or White," and he was like, "You know what? It really it doesn't matter if you're black or white. I mean, either one. You know, so <laughs> I'm gonna wear both shirts to let people know I don't see color except together." <laughs> That was a really bad Ronnie impression. I'll work on it. I was pretty good. I think I think you had it scripted right. We'll just get the get the trash Jersey accent nailed down. Yeah, it's hard to do Jersey and Down syndrome at the same time. I've never tried it before. It's sort of an um, oxymoron. It's like you know, a square is a rectangle. A rectangle isn't really a square. They're both kind yeah. of the same. <laughs> God, you're, you're right. Um, Jenny's hair extensions, wow, are they not great? Um, Jay, wow. But no one's more. They are very wow. Look, you can totally see like her real hair, and then there's just like it's almost like a bed with a bed skirt. Like the bed skirt is clearly not part of the bed, it's something separate, but they're put next to each other. Like that's her hair and her extensions. So the, the black um, hair on top is hers. The blonde shit underneath the, is the extensions. That makes sense. And she has black extensions in too. So like the little short um, hairs around her face, that's her real hair. And then it's just like a straight chunk of um, extensions. They did not put any effort into like blending it. Um, you know, creating layers in the hair extensions to blend them in with her real hair. It's just, um, yeah, good, so good you, for her. If you get hair extensions, um, are you eventually trying to grow your hair out that long? Like, is the goal to get to a point where you don't need the hair extensions anymore? Or do you just, like, do you think it buys you the freedom, even though it's pretty obvious in this case, to, like, do whatever you want? I think it's like you want long hair, but you can't wait for it to grow long, so you do extensions. But extensions damage your real hair, which means it takes longer to grow your real hair out. So unless you get, there's like the clip-in extensions that you can do for like, you know, special events. Like that, they don't really mess up your hair too bad because they're like little barrettes and they'll do it for like, you know, your wedding or prom or whatever. But the type of extensions where they glue them to your hair or bond them or even the little like metal bead clips, they damage your real hair. So then your real hair isn't growing out longer because you're actively ripping it out, basically. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's you'll see a lot of blondes get hair extension because like bleaching your hair breaks it. So it, it doesn't really grow that long or it takes longer to grow. So blondes for special events in particular will have hair extensions put in because um, our hair just doesn't grow that long because it's always breaking off like fiberglass. 
This is where people leave, like, Apple uh, iTunes review comments being like, the host knows nothing about hair extensions. <laughs> my, blonde my blonde hair is super long and healthy. I don't know where she gets her hair done. Um, like, it's... I did, that was... It was a real turning point in my life when I stopped reading iTunes reviews because, like, at first I was so excited to get them and then... I would like get a bad one and it would ruin my whole day and then I was like yeah who cares if these people you know mm -hmm. this person thinks I'm racist or this person thinks I don't know how to wipe my butt which is like was a real um comment I got so um, that you, what what made them jump to that conclusion were you talking about I, it I said that I either wear white or black underwear because white, if it gets dirty, you can bleach it, and black isn't going to stain. Um, and I was discussing it in relation to, um, you know, having your period come early or, um, you know, bleeding through a tampon because, um, well, I have endometriosis and, like, uh, you know, uh, my periods tend to be, like... Um, that scene from The Shining where they open the elevator doors. So mostly I was referencing it, like, you know, uh, when you're a woman and you get periods, like, you will stain underwear if, you know, things come not at an expected time or whatever. And then this person went on iTunes and said, uh, the host of this show doesn't know how to wipe their butt. Stains in your underwear? Fucking disgusting. And then they were like, and every woman knows when her period's going to start, and they know to prepare for these things. And I was like, well, I could be upset and try to explain to them, like, I, I especially because for a long time, I, I had my, my period would be like 28 days a month, you know what I mean? And it would stop and start. I was like, yeah, not every woman knows the day or the hour their period's going to start. Some people just, it, they bleed whenever because they have a medical problem you fuck face uh and then it was just like it's like I, I cannot this person thinks that i have a dirty asshole which is not true i have a bidet i power wash that thing um i have a it's a high high jet bidet um i didn't order it that way it just really it could take the paint off the deck so um you know and, and this is me defending myself again. Like, I need to tell people I have a clean asshole uh, just because one person uh, is an idiot and um, took umbrage with my saying that women uh, could ever possibly stain their underwear. Um, anyways, so that I, that was the moment I stopped reading iTunes reviews. I was going to say, the uh, I, someone said it recently, and I think on Twitter, and it made the most sense, is like, I, we, like we know way too much about each other like people like i know yeah. more about yeah. i know more disgusting things about more people than people like a hundred years ago even knew like i know yeah. i know gross mm -hmm. habits about more more people than most people in 1920 ever met yeah that's true because people used to have privacy and discretion or, manners um, and grace manners. yeah and now they broadcast everything all the time um and like I, yeah, what, I, are you, what are you going to do? It was on a thread of, that was talking about, like, how people, like, shower themselves. And then people being like, like, oh, yeah, I don't wash my legs. That's where all the water runs down yep. to. And it's like, we we are the same age. You've gone 20, 
six years without washing behind your knees. They're the armpits of the legs. Yeah, that was so weird when that became a controversy of whether or not you wash your legs. And I'm like, people don't wash their legs? Like, What do you what do in you... the shower? Yeah. Or, um, or there's, there was I... one that was like, like uh, someone was like, oh, yeah, like I go to the gym and then in the morning and then afterwards I just do a, a quick hot rinse. It's like, no soap? Like, no, 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 no soap. No. Full body hot rinse. It's like it washes all the stuff off, and it's like that's not really what? how that works. Yeah, complete stranger. Yeah, but, whole- but now I know that that Pussy Slayer sixty eight um, like doesn't actually use soap. Well, you know, there's that saying you you can't eat at everybody's house um, because people are fucking nasty. Like they found that fifty percent of home cooks, um, what did they say? It was like, if they drop a towel, they'll put it back up on the counter or something. Like, just things that, like, aren't health code. Um, or they don't properly wash their, oh, their hands while working with food. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, um, I don't fuck with most people's food because, like, people are fucking nasty. Like, my, I have a friend who, granted, they're pretty deep on the autism spectrum and sometimes hygiene just isn't their thing. But they don't brush their teeth every day. They just use mouthwash. Like, and I have another friend who's like, well, I, toothbrushes, I don't like the way they feel, so I just put toothpaste on my finger and I rub it around. And I just, I was like, yeah, that's not how you get your fucking mouth clean. Like, in the same way that washing your body involves, it's, it's soap, which is lubricates the dirt off, and then a mechanical, you know, with your hand or your scrubber or your loofah, like, you have to... There are two things needed to clean. Like, you know when you do your dishes, you need soap and a sponge? Like, that's, that is how cleaning things work. So if you're rubbing toothpaste on your gums with your fingertip, you're not scrubbing the dirt and stuff off your teeth. Like, what are you... So, so you, went, you went to this person's house for a sleepover, right? Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. went and were like, I'm going to go brush my teeth. And she was like, me too. And sh- you watched yeah. you watched her rub toothpaste all over her gums. No, no, no. She told me this about her, like outright told me. She was like, "Well, yeah, I'm. I don't like things touching my teeth. It really weirds me out. It grosses me out. Um, so I just do this." And I was like, "Uh, because I'm a, like an oral hygiene fanatic. Like I am just very." I've had braces twice. Um, I wear adult retainers. Like, I'm very much, I care about my teeth um, because they're in the front of my head. And you do judge people based on their teeth. Like, it shows, like, economic status, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell a lot about someone's lifestyle and economic status by their teeth. Um, and you do treat people differently based on how their teeth look. And also, I don't, I can't, like, I carry floss with me because I cannot stand, if I eat, I, I go, excuse myself to floss. Like, and so knowing that I have people in my orbit who are like, oh, no, I don't floss, like, or like, oh, yeah, no, I use, like, a water pick once a week. And I'm like, that is not, that is not an, a sufficient, you are, I, I can't believe we're friends, you know what I mean? And, and like, you're, you're volunteering this information to me. It's, like, almost like being like, oh, yeah, no, I don't wipe after going to the bathroom. Um, but, like, I did have a friend, may she rest in peace, who told me, she didn't really like wiping after she peed because it made her vagina feel too dry. 
Um, and so she's like, well, yeah, I always keep underwear in my purse um, because, like, if I'm going out, like, say I decide to go out after work, um, I change my underwear because, like, my underwear will smell a little bit like pee because I don't like to wipe after I pee because it makes my vagina feel too dry. And I was like, don't think that didn't haunt me. Don't think that shit did not haunt me so intensely. Like, what the fuck do you, do you mean drying the piss off the outside of your pussy makes your vagina, which is like a hole, uh, feel too dry? Um, what, it, what does too dry mean? Can you imagine? Yeah, is it, is it like, supposed to be uh, slippery uh, 24 hours a day? Are you concerned? Are you intentionally kind of maybe dribbling a little bit to kind of uh, maybe freshen it up in the exact opposite way of freshening? Yeah. Are you using your urine to keep your whole feeling more? I, like, I don't know. Imagine you're like, oh, no, I don't shake after I piss. I like my dick to feel a little soggy in my underwear. Like, <laughs> that's kind of that, that that's unusual. Um, so yeah, when you find out people's sort of hygiene proclivities, it's, you're just like, oh my, how did you, who raised you? Um, maybe I'm lucky I was, you know, raised by, uh, a nurse who like, you know, from a very, very young age was very clinical about everything. Um, and I think that benefited me. Like, I don't know, I don't remember ever not knowing what sex was. You know, people are like, oh, mm. when I got the talk, when I got, and I was like, no, like, it was pretty, like, up to age four, I think I, I can remember knowing what sex was and being aware of the whole penis goes in a vagina situation, um, because it, nothing was, like, taboo or off limits, per se, because, like, it's your body, and, like, that is something that can be viewed medically and clinically, um, so, yeah, I guess maybe I got, like, a, a leg up when it came to um, knowing how to take care of a body where other people don't. I don't know. I mean, God bless my parents. They did drop the ball quite a bit. I, I learned a lot of – I've learned more as an adult on my own than I feel like I learned in my first 18 years. Um, they oh, did, really? thankfully, teach me how to wipe myself uh, and how to mm -hmm. wash myself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I – I think that there's, I, I was, when I was in Amsterdam, I, I was staying in a hostel and I had never stayed in a hostel before. Um, so it was me and just like three dudes in bunk beds. It was awesome. Um, we got off the bus as soon as we got in. And again, something with the TMI thing, there was this very short, very hairy, probably young, but, but looked very old um, Romanian guy. And his name was George. And we get into the hostel and we were supposed to just like drop our bags and go to dinner. Like it was like one of those things where it's just like, go upstairs, drop your stuff off. Don't even like settle in, like come right back down. And, uh, as soon as we get in there, George is like, like, can you guys wait for me? And we're like, all right, yeah, sure. Why? And he's like, I have to wash my armpits. They're very, very smelly. And I was just like, <laughs> it's just one of those things, man, where like, yeah. maybe that's how they do it in Romania. I have no idea. That they just, uh, wait, I think I missed part of it because I was watching Ronnie get arrested. So, Share too much? So oh, yeah, Ronnie's getting arrested. Never mind. My story's kind of lame anyway. Um, well, you know, I, it's, they, a lot of people call it a whore's bath, but I call it a Romanian bath. Um, so Ronnie punched a guy who was, this is the second time he's gotten in a fight on the boardwalk, yeah? 
Yeah, but the last time didn't lead to him getting put in the put in the uh, the cop car. Yeah, this guy he like hit, and the guy slumped down. Like it looked. He he was like bad. like knocked out on the sidewalk, like face on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah, he was like on his knees with his face down on the sidewalk. It did not look great. Um, and Sam's like, oh my God, Ron. But like, I can't remember why he hit the guy. They were just like following him around. They were just like following them home. Oh, they, were, they were kind of they harassing. They were harassing. Him. Yep. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, they were harassing them. And now Sam's going to walk home alone. Um because what do you do when you uh, your boyfriend gets arrested and you don't even have a cell phone? So I'm it feels like they live kind of far away from the main stretch of bars. Like, yeah. it, I, like I think a lot of the show is them walking, which is weird. It's like you'd think that they'd either get in a car and sometimes they do. But like them just being like exposed like that, like the whole way walking back, especially after yeah. everyone's been drinking, feels like it's just like. Honestly, kind of like a gauntlet. It's kind of just like a matter of yeah. time before they just end up like having to get in a massive fight. Yeah, you're right. Um, Snooki's outfit was really cute, though. It was like very of the times. Like it was like a Pussycat Dolls uh, sort of. Uh, what was that movie? Burlesque with Christina Aguilera. Um, it was like a little black corset with pink trim and bows. It was very of its time. Yeah, I think um, Vinny oh, said shit. she looked like a birthday cake. Oh, I think that's a compliment, unless it's about her size. Uh, she is so orange tan. Um, it's like we've been away from this show for so long, it's almost shocking how tan they are to me. Um, this is why it's like I can't take, I can't take a break from Jersey Shore. Um, I'm, I'm not watching the new seasons, but I kind of know what's happening because uh, I'm on the Jersey Shore Reddit. Mm. But, um, you know, one day I'll get caught up. No, it was good to get back into it. I haven't I haven't watched an episode in a few weeks. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I really could have used it. I, I haven't been watching as much trash lately. I've been watching, like, you know, Emmy-nominated stuff. It's not good for me. It's, uh, it's making me feel too highbrow. Well, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I just finished the boyfriend was re was watching Breaking Bad for the first time. So I was kind of on board um, watching episodes with him. And then, um, yeah, like and then documentaries, like what am I doing when I should be watching Thousand Pound Sisters? Um, I don't really want to watch that show. Uh, well, I used to watch it with Zach because he, he loves that stuff. Um, but it's I think it's like. In the same way that Arizona likes to put down Florida to feel better about itself, like certain people who all they watch is messy reality TV show, it's because they need to watch people living worse lives than theirs in order to feel better about themselves. Like, at least I don't weigh a thousand pounds with my sister. Um, Things could be so much worse. I could look like them. Yeah, like I need to I need to put these people down in order to build myself up and you're like, "Do ya?" Um, so yeah, you know what? Good for us, Anthony, for taking a little bit of a break from Jersey Shore, which to to be honest, makes compared to today's a lot of today's reality shows, Jersey Shore is almost prestige television. 
It's um, art. It's it's art as yeah. much as it is anything else. Yeah, it's not trash like Darcy and Stacy, um, or I can't think of it. Shaws of Sunset is a show um, that I've never seen. So it's not that. Um, it's almost it is more uh, valid and esteemed than than the trash that people watch these days. Do you remember um, Honey Boo Boo? Oh yeah, I do. Like that, I had a bit of a, a think on that show probably two weeks ago, and um, that was really fucked up. They kind of like they the TLC just kind of came in, gave them a show, and then left. And they yeah. like the stepdad's gone to prison for like something hardcore drug related, like meth or heroin or something. Probably yeah. meth. It's they seem like meth people. Um, the mom went like full crazy plastic surgery and then it also ended up in prison, I think, at some point. Yeah. Um, like the sister had weird stuff. Like that whole, they just com- kind of completely came in and then ruined their life. Yeah. Um, same thing with like the Duger family and stuff. Oh, yeah. They, there's a, there's a pedophile in that fuck. family. Like, yeah. like one, like a hardcore pedophile. Like one that yeah, just can, cannot stop going back to the kitty, kitty pool. Um, yeah, well, that was the thing with Mama June from Honey Boo Boo. Um, her, like, first husband, it turned out, was a pedophile, and then she started dating a guy who was also a pedophile, and, like, she knew about it. Um, dude, did you watch, speaking of known pedophiles, did you watch the Jared from Subway, uh, three-part series? Um... What did I watch that on? No, but I need to know what platform it's on. Okay, uh, on. Subway Jared is one of my, um, like, earlier core memories, kind of. Like, I think it was probably, like, 2008, 2009 when he got canceled, probably. Yeah. I say canceled what? like I lump him in with, with someone who said, like, like, an ethnic slur 10 years ago. Yeah, when he was, like, actively seeking out... <laughs> children for sex um yeah that that type of canceled uh what did oh it was on discovery plus i bought it i know i just bought it on um apple i want to say or on itunes or whatever but I, i bought i paid for it on some platform because i had to watch it and it was so much crazier than I ever thought. Like, he did... One of the ways he got caught was he was interviewed by this woman who was, like, a local newscaster. And then during the interview, like, Jared started hitting on her. And um, she was kind of weirded out about it. And then they started, like, a phone relationship and he started revealing his uh, pedophilic desires and like she knew something was wrong about it so she reported it to the police and they were like well this isn't we don't have evidence so she started recording all their phone calls and he was like can you get me this can you get me that and he was like trying to get at her kids and she like was trying to collect evidence so she had to fake it and go along with it and she's like oh like you hear the tapes she's like oh yeah baby oh, I'd love to watch you fuck a child. And she, like, ended up, like, it was really bad for her because, you know, just having to play along with all this to get yeah. the evidence. 
um, and he having this guy like who wanted to fuck her kids because basically what they were what the FBI was trying to get was him crossing state lines with the intention of committing a crime so that they could charge him and so he'd be like oh yeah I'm gonna fly out to Florida to fuck your daughter at her birthday party and she's like yeah baby come to Florida fuck my kid and then he would like cancel at the last minute and then he would tell her like oh yeah I was in Thailand fucking kids they let you do it he, so he would confess to her about all these crimes but the FBI had like no proof of the crimes other than his voice on the phone call so they were trying to you know get him to do this crossing state lines thing so they would have some evidence and uh it went on for like 18 months or something and yeah it was dude i cannot recommend it enough to our listeners if you want to feel bad or weirded out um about this jared from subway guy and the thing like uh so the guy running the jared fogel foundation was like also a pedophile who i like met jared through pedophile stuff and then jared was was like like, i can run a charity too like i'm multi-talented yeah like they had like i'm probably like getting all this wrong but they had like gone on a trip to thailand together to fuck kids and then jared's like yeah you're a cool dude to hang out with um how about we start up a foundation that gives us a reason to travel the country and speak to children um yeah, it was really gross. It was really gross. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I just realized I Mandela affected Jared from Subway. Um, oh, really? 2015. He was active until 2015. Yep. Which mm-hmm. is way, way, way later. So I might have just had a, a hunch. Maybe yeah. I was just a, a... I got an inside scoop. Yeah, he has the look about him i can't quite explain it but you look at him and you know that he's not as wholesome as he was made out to be he was so like it was like during the era of like those gap ads where people were swing dancing in khakis like whitey was in full effect when jared was like this like wholesome hero um and it just was a weird time for culture it was the same thing as, um, is it Justin Long was like the Apple salesman? And yeah. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you can make like a sort of normal-ish looking guy your main spokesperson. It yep. doesn't have to be like David Hasselhoff or anything like that. Yeah, I think the comedian uh, Bobby Lee calls them basic white. Like, you just he's a basic white. And um, it's like a very specific type where it's so nothing there's nothing unique or interesting it's just like a basic white dude um kind of like there was that verizon guy with the glasses in the commercial Mm -hmm. like every company had just like a average looking white guy and then we're like oh yeah we i trust him he wears uh pleat front khakis and um a snappy loafer um like he's non-threatening and then we moved into later that the non-threatening white guy would wear jeans and a hoodie um that kind of became that silicon valley basic white mm-hmm. um yeah man <laughs> subway gonna... subway attributed one third to one half of its growth in sales over the course of like 14 years to to jared fogel to subway jared Wait. Which is crazy, but like I, you know, um, 
I like Subway a lot. It's one of the things people think is gross and trashy about me. But, like, I I grew up, I was a, a became a vegetarian when I was seven. So, like, on family road trips, that's always where we would go to get, like, road food because, like, they had something for me. Um, and I still really enjoy a Subway sandwich and people think I'm disgusting, which I don't know. Maybe if you eat the meat at Subway, it is disgusting. But, like, a nice veggie footlong on a honey oat. How could you go around? It's um, pretty all right. I'm a, I'm a Subway yeah. fan myself. I mean, I don't love everything they've ever done. See Subway Jared, but... Yeah. Outside of some, some poor marketing choices. Yeah, well, you know, everyone makes mistakes. You know who isn't a pedophile? Flo, the progressive broad. She's safe for children, so that's good. I, Man, I hate I hate to endorse anyone before I know at this point. She's probably all right, right? Yeah, I just... Well, I think probably statistically she's less likely to be um, a sex criminal, uh, I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. You know who I, <laughs> who I have to hate now? And who? I'm actually... I'm kind of leaning into it. Um, the Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wait, you hate him now? I have to. Um, Why? Uh, so... My girlfriend got laid off on the same day as I did, uh, like oh. a month ago. She uh, is, is, was close friends with um, the person who books all of The Rock's travel. Um, uh-huh. Like, does all of his accommodations everywhere he goes in the whole world. Um, her, our mutual friend, um, uh, is married to The Rock's manager. And oh. uh, then... Uh, my girlfriend ended up getting a job with them, like got hired and worked oh. for them for less than a week. And then they just turned around and were like, ah, not a good choice. Uh, we screwed up and then laid her off again. So she had like four and a half days of employment. And um, then they, they never gave her a reason or anything. They just like let her go, won't return her calls, anything like that. So I have a Whoa. new nemesis and it's The Rock, which is sweet. It's, I love just a little one-sided battle versus The Rock. So she was hired to work for like the rocks um, people. And it was kind of like she was hired by like the same company to book like luxury travel for other celebrities okay. and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And then they laid her off right away. Almost immediately, which was suspicious. So- I was like, did you back into her car in the driveway? And she was like, no. Yeah. And I was like, did you spit on her children? And she's like, no, I didn't do that. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know the reason either. So. Yeah, like, what could she possibly have done in uh, a week that would make them, you know what I mean? It's so weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, now we're anti-rock. Go ahead and leave comments about that on iTunes. Um, (laughs) We won't read them, so. (laughs) Yeah, I think I, I, she's happy to hear that I'm Um, anti-rock. I think she wants me to put some some more oomph behind it and a little bit more substance behind it. I don't think she thinks that I... She might think that I, I don't hate him as much as I actually do now. Um, so look oh. forward to uh, Instagram posts that are going to be directed at Dwayne Johnson. They're just like, fuck you, Dwayne Johnson. Um, Dude, that would be great if you just start trolling him um, and just making it known you don't like him and then um, saying, and you know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't act like you don't know who I am. Um, you know what you did. <laughs> the... Um, I did that with uh, Mark Wahlberg back in... You did? 
Yeah, Mark Wahlberg blocked me on Twitter, and I it's one of the proudest I've ever been. I'm not a troll by nature, really. I'm not a bad yeah. guy. Come on, I was just having a little fun. Um, yeah. And uh, Mark Wahlberg, I don't know if you know about his his background at all, he uh, blinded a Vietnamese dude yep. with a pipe yep. um, because yep. he was uh, Vietnamese and walking in his neighborhood, uh, which happened to be like the like street corner that I lived on kind of like when I was yeah. living in, in the city when I was in college Whoa. and um, he uh, I was tweeting at him over and over and over essentially daily. Um, I can't find the Twitter account now. Thank God. Uh, because I don't know if it was cool on my end to uh, harass somebody <laughs> to the degree at which I did. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily know where the anger came from. I think it was just like, like, I don't know, I wasn't that angry, but you, if you read those tweets, you would have been like, man, this guy really hates hate crimes, which I do, but, you know. Which you do, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's always weird when somebody who has, we know has done something terrible, and, you know, sometimes they'll, like, justify people committing sexual assault because, like, it was the 60s. Things were different. We fucked children then, or whatever. But, like... Never has it been okay to blind someone with a pipe based on their ethnicity. Yeah, that's um, always so been not kosh. So, like, it's weird that somebody who did something like that was allowed to succeed. And, like, I mean, he's at the top of all movie stars ever, um, despite having done that. And you're just kind of like, wait, what? Kind of like how, you know, we... People knew about Bill Cosby since the 70s, and he was still allowed to, like, get a network reality show when he'd already had legal allegations. Um, and I think it's just, like, both of those people, it happened before the age of the internet, really. So maybe, like, Mark Wahlberg's people thought nobody was ever going to find out, or maybe he thought nobody was ever going to find out. Well, I, um, I mean, the justice in it, though, is the fact that, like, you know how the story resurfaced again pretty recently. It's because he was trying to get his record expunged because he can't open a business in California as a felon. So he can't open a Wahlburgers. Oh. It's because he wanted to open Wahlburgers. It's because he was greedy. Because Dude. he was greedy, he exposed himself all over again. Dude, that's crazy. So he <laughs> did it to himself because he couldn't just accept, I can't, I'm not going to have a restaurant in L.A. He couldn't yep. just accept, you know what, that's not going to, I've always gotten everything I've wanted yep. and I'm going to get this restaurant. It's not that, and it's not that he needs the money. He's not trying to get that it expunged so that he can make a living. He has a living. He's fine. Um, yeah. He has like, like hundreds oh. of stores all over the country. He can never act again. Yeah. He could live purely off of that burger money, but he was like, no, no, yeah. no. I need one on the beach. So then it came up. Why? How did he? What fucking shithead lawyer told him? He, oh, yeah, we can get this expunged. Yeah. Like, it, how, business, business manager is like, oh, all you have to do is you have to go in front of a court again and essentially stand trial for it again and say how you're a better person. But you're going to have to relive all the details of the case. And you're an A-list celebrity now, which means that like. God. <laughs> You know, people care now. People didn't care when you were yeah. uh, not even Marky Mark. Yeah. That is so crazy. What a pe what an egotistical piece of shit. But he is the same person who also said, 
9-11 wouldn't have happened if he had been on that plane because he would have taken out the hijackers. Like, the fact he thinks that he's better than everyone. Like, he's a, he's a piece of shit. Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies, but he's a piece of shit. Um, and it's weird that he does. He also talk about someone who has, like, a family-friendly career. Like, he makes these family movies. Um, and you're just like, there's no one else. There's no no other actors who could have um, taken this role. It had to be Mark Wahlberg. Like, there are literally thousands and thousands of actors who are looking for work. And you had to hire the one who is has committed a pretty horrific hate crime. Like, I just, that's the weird thing about when people do something shitty and they're allowed to continue to have, like, these, like, A-list careers. Like, we, we don't need them. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I've, I've never, if Mark Wahlberg disappears tomorrow, I, I don't think part of me is going like, mm, something's missing. I need a, I need a short Irish uh, guy. Uh, where, where's yeah. my short ripped Irish man on my screen? Yeah. I need someone with a furrowed brow and a Boston <laughs> accent. Like, we, there are others. There are, in fact, others. Um, there are plenty. Yeah, it's so I weird. would say that, like, not in the same vein, but in a similar vein of, like, the first time I ever saw Ice Cube was Are We There Yet? Like, Oh, ever. really? I think that was the first time I ever knew who Ice Cube was. Because Are We There it came out in, like, 2004. Four, two thousand five, or maybe even two thousand six. Okay. But either way, yep. I was somewhere yep. between like seven and nine years old. So I was like, "Oh, who's this family friendly dad actor? Like he's doing a <laughs> fabulous job, um, playing like playing a, a, a stepdad or whatever who doesn't want to yeah. like you know buy into the family thing. But by the end of the movie, he's just a, a charming sweetheart. Um, <laughs> and then you realize like, oh, if if you just like transported someone from like nineteen ninety one. And just like mm. dropped them in in the movie theater to watch. Are we there yet? They're gonna be like, is that, is that the NWA guy? Yeah, I that is true. That is so funny. Um, eventually, that's like where everyone that they, they become so ubiquitous. They're accepted as a family friendly character. Um, even though, like, I mean, that's the whole thing of like the Girls Next Door show was like this horrible pervert who ran a porn empire. And, like, had a harem of women, but, like, he'd become so ubiquitous. Like, that show is, like, a really family-friendly show. Like, it's just, like, girls getting their dogs groomed and, like, picking out outfits for parties. And it's, like, it's presented in a very family-friendly way that, like, little kids know who Hugh Hefner is. Or, they, you know, they did at the time. And then you're, like, but wait a minute. But also, like, it's a Snoop Dogg. Like, everyone's, like, he's, like, everyone's friendly neighborhood stoner. Um <laughs> That's like, you know, he hangs out that with was like, Stewart and has a murder charge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Forget about but, that. But, but I'm sure, and I'm sure he's been on Sesame street. Um, let me look this up. I guarantee he's been on Sesame street. Oh, no doubt. Um, when Katy Perry was in Sesame street, I think they ended up like pulling her part of the episode. Cause what she wore was too sexy. Sesame oh yeah, she had a she had like her tits out, which is kind of yeah, hard to do if you're Katy Perry. You can have you can be wearing a turtleneck and your tits are out. Yeah, she's you know built for fun. Um, okay, yeah, let me hit images. Yep, he's been on. It looks like he's been on Sesame Street. Yep. Uh, or no, is this a parody? 
of Snoop Dogg teaching the number 420 on yes, it, it, this is this is not real it's fake okay uh that would be funny though um so maybe he hasn't been okay I take it all back but it, it doesn't seem like out of the realm of possibility that no. you know someone becomes so ubiquitous in society that they um end up on family-friendly programming. Also, I just feel like then it's like your career is kind of, you've become a caricature of yourself. Like, get that bag or whatever, but you're no longer an artist. Um, yeah. When you're just What's like, it? oh yeah, Daddy Daycare 7? Sure, sign me up. <laughs> I was like, Hugh Hefner, uh, again, so iconic from my growing up. No idea who the dude was. Didn't know the magazine that he had. I knew that a red robe and like uh, to wear like a uh, like a sea captain's hat and like a yeah. pipe, and it's like I yep. just knew who he was so much so that I remember going to the Halloween store when I was probably less than ten years old, and um, I went in with my mom and she's like, "What do you want to be?" And I was like looking around trying to figure it out, and I looked at that and I said, "I want to go as that," and it was a Hugh Hefner costume, and she was like, oh, "You're not, you're not amazing. going to school." You're not going to fifth grade show and tell in a Hugh Hefner costume. And then I was like, why? That is I was like, I was like, I was like, well, can I be a pimp? And she was like, Ah! no, no, you cannot. That was the other thing is like everyone like a pimp is like one of those things that it's like you're talking about a T-Rex. Like everyone knows what a pimp looks like. I, I like so many kids like they know the term like pimp, but they don't know what it, what the job description is. They just know like, oh, yeah, it's the guy with like the alligator shoes and like. The hat. <laughs> yeah, well, it was one of those bagged costumes hanging on the thing. And it was yeah. it was a it was a suit and a cool hat. And I was like. I got. I can be that, right? There's certainly yeah. nothing wrong with with going to elementary school dressed as that. Oh my god, that is so funny. Like, part um, of me wishes I kind of had like, like less attentive parents because they would have just let that slide, and there'd be a hilarious photo of me standing next to like a ballerina and like a baseball player dressed as Iceberg Slim. Yeah, I wish I had the pictures because I did go as Dolly Parton with like giant fake breasts when I was like, I want to say I was like nine maybe for Halloween, which is like a choice for sure. Um, But uh, I did it. So, you know, yeah, I think I maybe had the the less give a fuck parents in that regard. Uh, Because like. I went as Tanya. I think it was a year I went as like Tanya Harding for school and Dolly Parton for trick or treating. Um, very interesting choices. Uh, the but, uh, you know? yeah. Th- well, there's a this this one year. I think my parents just kind of gave up and they just let me and my brother do whatever we wanted and actually kind of leaned in a little on some of it. Um, my brother went as a woman, went as a girl. A complete, a full-blown, just a girl. Just a girl with big fake tits, like balloons down the shirt, like like wig, oh everything. Whole, whole, really went into it with with the Gusto. fullest intent of looking like a, like a little, like a little girl. Um, I, much worse, um, went as a rapper because I thought that that was cool. And I did... Everything but the blackface. Oh, what is that? First of all, I love that. 
Um, <laughs> it's it's a lot like Trader Joe's everything but the bagel seasoning. Yep. Um, I looked like uh, I looked like um, who? What was that trash movie with um, the the white guy who like Beverly Hills? Something. Oh, um, what was it called? Uh, I can't want. I keep wanting to say like. It was Jamie uh, Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's Jamie. I couldn't remember what the last name is. God, I just wrung that out of the depths of my. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew it was Jamie, but Jamie. I, I think I was about to say Jamie Dimon, who's the guy who's gonna be, uh, uh, having to speak on the Epstein thing. Um, Malibu's most wanted. Malibu's most wanted. Yep, I looked like Malibu's most wanted. Um, oh man. I had a grill. I had a do rag. <laughs> a do rag. <laughs> We've all done it. <sighs> and That's uh, the best. Brendan and I thought the photos were gone forever. They um, aren't. We told my we told my parents to delete them all, and they they stood firm on it and said we are not gonna delete these. No. And we said it's very important that you delete these. Um, cause I was 11 and I can't have that impact my job prospects when I'm 26. Um, yep. and, uh, they also, uh, I, I thought they were all deleted. They, they swore up and down. They're deleted digitally. Um, we were flipping through just a photo album when we were back home for Christmas, like a couple, I don't know, probably like last year and found them printed out in this photo album. My brother and I standing there, both of us extremely compromised and uh, made the joint decision. We took them all out of there and burned them, like ceremoniously burned oh them. Oh my god, that is—it's just—I I would like to think your parents have like this collection. It's almost like they have like um a blackmail collection on you. Yeah, it's like that photo, your cartoon of Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, it's it's all to make sure they don't get put in a home. They've got like yeah. they've got all this stuff banked up that's like you really don't want to put me in a home. You're a 40-year-old ad executive. That would be so difficult for you. <laughs> oh, that is so amazing. Um, you know, I'm really sad that those photos were burned. Um, <laughs> cuz like I, I would have put I would I'd make it the cover art for this episode. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I know too many people that would find too much joy in in poking fun at it. Yeah. Or yeah, it would it well, would land me on the the front cover of, or it actually would get me kicked out of the PTA in 25 years. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be a problem. Um cuz yeah, at a certain point it's like people will st- they'll, it'll start it'll stop being like, "Well, he was a kid." It'll be like, "Well, he should have known better." Yeah. Him as a 7-year-old should have known yeah. better. He was double um, digits, all right? Yeah. Yeah, he was eleven. Yeah, he was That's this many. An adult. He was this many. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that is that is so wonderful. Um. All right. Well, you want to do this again sometime? Yeah, buddy. Oh, oh, oh.